0: As part of our all-across-government uh, effort approach to preventing evictions, today, Attorney General Merrick Garland is calling on the entire legal community to take immediate action to help prevent
2: unnecessary evictions. The worst capitulation of Western values in, in our lifetimes. You left behind. I, w- I went to Afghanistan, I arrived a couple of weeks ago. It was a republic, backed by the United States, backed by the West. Now it is an emerging Islamic emirate.
0: Uh, this is quite a milestone for President Biden. Does he not regret the manner in which this withdrawal was conducted? Well, first, I would say that um, the men and women who gave their lives uh, and the president attended, as you noted yesterday, uh, to honor their service, honor their sacrifice and had time, uh, had the opportunity to meet a number of the family members yesterday. Uh, We can't. That doesn't take the place of of all of the progress we've all of the work that has been done to evacuate people
3: okay so let's just get to the let's start at the starting point here um so here's the starting point this is what today is so people don't know and if in, in, in case you look at jen rubin and joey reed's twitter uh no it is not uh oscar schindler saving people and saying that did you see the tweet
4: no, I didn't. Saying they that, did not compare Oh, yeah, they Biden used the quote as Schindler. well, saying,
3: if you save one of us, you save us all. Yes, absolutely. Jen Rubin and Joy uh, Reed. And that's what he did today by saving all the people. So really what happened today, and we should be clear about it so that we can move on say, and ask what it means for, every, for other things. Mm-hmm. What happened today was you had the administration and this president, knowingly and unnecessarily, sacrifice the lives of hundreds of Americans, maybe more than hundreds of Americans, and probably thousands, possibly tens of thousands of other principals and allies to the United States. Mm-hmm. They did this unnecessarily. I think that this was probably an unprecedented maneuver for everybody involved in the administration. I don't think Jen Psaki's ever been a part of this, It'd been a party to this. I uh, I don't think uh, Jake Sullivan has. I don't think Blinken has. I don't think most of these generals have, as a matter of fact. And, and I think that, probably the media what are you doing
4: i'm just looking something up quickly okay
3: i think probably i did not know if we were if it was broken
4: no everything's good we're
0: good
3: i don't and probably the media um probably well not even probably most of these almost everybody in the media is younger younger than i am they have never been witness to this so they don't know what to make of the idea that you've pushed a bunch of, bunch of people into a tiger cage and the tiger is has mauled some and killed some and is about to finish some more off. These soldiers who died, they didn't have to die. This was all an optional play by Biden to make this happen, to allow put them in a position to let it happen. So they sacrificed it, they saw it, and now they're moving along as if it's not happening. And it's got to be... I forgot the woman uh you know Kariana Rapalabucci Menestrana whatever in the middle of uh New York who was beaten in front of everybody and nobody did anything. I think this is probably a traumatic thing for a lot of people in the administration who are seeing something and saying why uh, this goes against things we were taught. This was this was not on the west wing.
0: Mm-hmm. This
3: was this seems dishonorable and in fact it seems as if We've sacrificed people, and they have, and they're willing to let it happen now. The administration is declaring victory. Some in, in media are joining them in declaring victory and saying, wow, the achievements that have been made, this and that, the achievements that have been made have been have been very interesting in the fact that they're even saying the word achievement and saying anything but abandonment which this was. We deserted people. We abandoned people to the fate of some of the biggest monsters on the planet. Actually, probably the biggest, considering there's a consortium of people between Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and the Taliban. So, that's where we are. There's nothing that they can say that makes that better. We've We've written this really here as a group, a crime. We really have this injustice in its... Weird to see, and you can tell the media is having trouble getting their hands around it to a great extent. This is Nora O'Donnell who talks to Ed O'Keefe, and even though she can try to put a shine on it, you can tell that they're uneasy with what they've seen and what they've seen unfold today, especially with the original, uh, the, the, the bombing and killing of 13, 14 Americans, and now with the fact that we've stranded the rest of them unnecessarily we've stranded as america we've stranded people to die for an arbitrary date which is un it's just unfathomable and that's not that's as we had a switching point the pre-9/11 world was different than the post-9/11 world the uh, post August 30th world uh, as well is different we're a different country we've reestablished values in a different way
0: mm-hmm.
3: now And here's Nora O'Donnell with Ed O'Keefe.
0: Let's bring in our senior White House and political correspondent, Ed O'Keefe. And Ed, uh, this is quite a milestone for President Biden.
2: That's right. It is Tuesday now in Afghanistan, Nora, and it's been 7,268 days since U.S. forces entered there in response to 9-11. President Biden several times in recent months has said four U.S. presidents oversaw this war. He did not want to pass it on to a fifth. What was most interesting, I thought, there, in listening to General McKenzie, is him describe what he called a pragmatic relationship of necessity with the Taliban.
3: He's reading copy that sounds mildly optimistic. He is not mildly optimistic, Ed O'Keefe. They don't feel
2: good about this, and they shouldn't. Didn't call it a partnership, didn't call him an ally, said it was a pragmatic relationship of necessity that existed over the last two weeks or so as this historic evacuation continued. And as you heard him say, some bad news.
3: It's a historic evacuation, all right, because it failed, among other things. And it resulted in immediately 14 dead Americans, 100-something, whatever, and the botched. And also, it wasn't a historic evacuation. It was a historic failed evacuation because they're Americans and allies. Mm-hmm. The evacs, the people who needed to be evacuated, are not. They are stranded.
4: Right. And so it's 250 that the administration is saying they know of that they left, Mm -hmm. that they told us they couldn't get out because they didn't get to the airport in time. Well, that sucks to be them. But there are a lot of reports from people in charities and other stuff who are saying they had busloads of other Americans that are not being Mm -hmm. acknowledged that have been getting turned away from the airport for a while now. Citizens, not even including the green cards and the SIVs and the other people.
2: In there. There are likely Americans and certainly plenty of eligible Afghans who didn't make it to the airport, couldn't even make it in the final hours because of the situation on the ground there. And there will continue to be a lot of questions from journalists, from friends and family of those people, from members of Congress about why they weren't able to get through and what will be done now in the coming days and weeks to get them out. We asked here at the White House today what is the message to them? And the Biden administration makes clear that the commitment remains to get mm-hmm. them out. The but it's going to be remains quite difficult. to get them out. On another note, sir. while we will hear from the Pentagon, as we just did, while we'll hear a little later from the State Department, we will not, or we are not currently, scheduled to hear from President Biden. Although aides say he is likely to speak to this later in the week.
3: Biden not coming out to speak about this. Why would he at this point? Why, why would he? He's done the indefensible. He's done what no American president has done, certainly not in the hundred years and certainly not in in a matter of a decision that had to be made in pitch battle or anything mm-hmm. this was a unnecessary endeavor
4: this was so he could say on nine eleven that he didn't pass the afghanistan war onto a fifth president
3: right but so many times so many times they had the opportunity to pivot when things were going wrong and they decided not to Even when the generals told him, undoubtedly they told him, and if they didn't, there's even more, that American lives will be lost, he said, a political win? Do it. Do it. And he went out there to us and said, Bo died too.
4: Can you imagine that, the nerve of
0: that? No doubt is uh, the president achieving a long-term goal of his.
3: Achieving a long-term goal of his. What long-term goal was it that this isn't... An airlift that happened. This was an abandonment. The Americans are in the country. Right, because we caused Remember, the problem were 53 to start fo- with. Hostages in Iran. Mm-hmm. There's at least 250, and you're right. We got this rolling. So when history looks, if these people, and we're already seeing and hearing um, visuals and things going on in the country. Uh, there's uh, there's some interesting use of one of the, uh, at least one of the helicopters.
4: Oh my gosh, that video was horrifying. Right.
3: Uh, showing either they're hanging somebody or just dangling somebody.
4: Dangling someone's body from the but, helicopter. Exactly.
3: They're having fun now. The Taliban are about to ha- start to really have fun. Our partners, our new allies.
4: Mm-hmm. That were taking their intelligence to do drone strikes. So there was that first mm-hmm. strike of the vehicle, and then there was... An additional drone strike that supposedly prevented another attack. They went out and prevented another attack on...
3: Um, Just give them the whole thing.
4: On the Kabul airport because uh,
3: they... So uh, can you take Dave out too?
4: They did some other drone strike. And uh, in that drone strike, apparently, what we're being told... Now, who knows here what's the truth? But apparently we That's did a okay. drone strike and we uh, killed a family of eight, including six kids. Two... Uh, so, so, uh, right.
3: unclear... Including two little cute twins, if you
4: by, see. Uh, uh, so, this supposedly prevented another attack on the Kabul mm-hmm. airport, supposedly. But we don't know. Did we rely on did, the I Taliban's did, I did, I intelligence for that? I'll,
3: let me tell you, for the record, it didn't... It didn't <laughs> prevent didn't an attack? Anything. We've done nothing to stop any preventing, anything, do anything at all. This is all part of a charade. The only thing left are little embers of incompetence. Uh, it's a total national disgrace. This is... I, I have never... There's never been a time where i i mean do you think they I, I've knew? Had people hate america before and i could always rebut it i can't if this is what you base america on this entire timeline and the resolution of this this resolution mm-hmm. then there this is indefensible this is indefensible
4: i mean do you think they knew when they pulled out like that this was on the radar of possibilities yeah and you think they were fine with that?
3: Yeah, they said, okay. So we're like Biden just lied when they said,
4: pain. is it inevitable that the Taliban will take over the country? And do you trust the Taliban? When they asked him specifically those questions and he said, no, absolutely. It's not inevitable. Of course, I don't trust the Taliban. That He was just like straight up lying.
3: Um,
4: Because he intended at that. Point I don't in time, think there's he knew nothing the
3: his Taliban was going gonna... to. He, yeah, he probably was lying. Certainly. Because he probably must have had the intelligence
4: that he must have had the intelligence that this was that the Taliban was going to take over the country.
3: The, the, and here's the other problem. And like I said, I want this just to be the starting point. I don't want to spend this whole podcast on this. Right. Is that the way this is done now. This is analogous to after uh, Pearl Harbor was bombed and the Arizona was capsized, destroyed, and people were clanking on the steel trying to begging to somebody to cut them out of the boat for hours, days and weeks. Clunk 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 until eventually the clanging stopped and hope was gone. And that's starting now in that country. Now the suffering starts, now the clang, the desperation, the begging, the pleading, that's already been happening. And no and for what? No reason. So let's start now. We have uh, we're in an administration that is without values, that is without any moral center, that um, has no anchor of conscience whatsoever. This is a this is a new and I'm I'm serious. And the fact that you've got Rochelle Walensky now looking at guns You've got uh, the Jen Saki talking about getting all the best and brightest legal minds in the world. We need you all to gather up around, create a posse, and stop landlords. <laughs> that is, first of all, at any time, that is a dangerous thing. It, uh, wholly unconstitutional, unconstitutional for mm-hmm. a, an executive branch to ever do. But remember, how hard is this for Jen Psaki? How hard is this for Ron Klain? How hard is this for Joe Biden? They just killed a bunch of people. What are they going to be wincing at the idea that they're going to have landlords, all of these uh, Ivy League, um, uh, all lawyers and professors and, and judges harass, you know, blue collar landlords? Yeah, that's easy stuff. You just dro- drove people to their death. Anything goes now. This is easy. The, anything, the stuff that the CDC does is easy. All the overreach they mm-hmm. want to do. Everything else is made easy now. And as, as a matter of fact, what makes this so per, such a perfect storm is it not only is everything else easy, but now you can pile all this other stuff, like like dirt onto bodies. You can pile all this other stuff, going after landlords and going after guns and going after this and that, pile it right on the dead bodies of Afghanistan. And so you don't have to look at that anymore. Get mm-hmm. more stuff in the news cycle. Whoever's discussing it doesn't matter. The shameful thing already happened. You mm-hmm. killed everybody. It doesn't matter if you put them in the tree shredder after that. doesn't matter. This is, I mean, I, I, what can you say? What can you say? Mm-hmm. If Tom Shattuck had the final bus, you know, uh, in an area that was about to be flooded 15 feet away, and I just closed the door and I said, you know what? It's going to make it look good if I'm somebody who gets out of here quickly and I show that I can survive here, even though I'm leaving people to die, well, then Tom Shattuck is going to be apprehended, arrested, and going to jail. Mm -hmm. But that's what this country did. So that's where we're starting. So now this is where we start. Mm -hmm. What we have to do. If this this government is willing to do this, do this to us, never tell me again about how... Oh my God! These crazies! These crazies don't want to listen to us about masking. These crazies don't want to listen to yeah. us about the vaccines. The Delta variant. Look at They're not listening. They're not listening to the science. You bleepers have blood in your hands. Don't talk to me about trusting you ever again, ever again. These people should be mm-hmm. trusted uh, for on nothing ever. You'd be a fool if these people come to me. Somebody from the Biden administration and tells me that my name is Tom Shattuck. I will not believe it, and I'm not going to. So that's all I have, really. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean it. It's really a. Uh, it's really an incredible thing, and the whole like just the top to bottom lying about everything. The lying about the numbers of people in the country. The lying about how many people they're getting out. The lying about who they're killing and retaliating against. The lying initially saying that this wouldn't happen if they pulled out of the country. All these, I mean they seem to find it absolutely impossible to be even remotely truthful about any of this. So it's hard to it's hard to come back from that. And I mean, the the incompetence, too. And I'm seeing like reports and rumors kind of swirling around of people saying that that the discontent within the military is at an all time high, that there are going to be massive numbers of retirements of people just getting out as soon as they're required time is done because that because they're so disillusioned with you know top brass and who's running the show and what their priorities are and they don't believe that you know joe biden or millie or austin or any of these people has their backs at all they just don't believe it anymore and and who can blame them who can blame them but the next stupid war that these people want to get involved in they're going to end up doing a draft because it, because there aren't going to be people that want to do this anymore. You know? You're still not going to have the liberals joining the army. It's still not going to happen.
3: That's all there is. <sighs> what so, a time... What a time. In this
0: public health emergency. The Attorney General's call to action asks major law firms, law school students, and individual lawyers to work with courts, legal service providers, and nonprofits through pro bono services to ensure access to justice for vulnerable tenants. So far, over 40 major law school deans, including from Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Columbia, Howard, UCLA, and more, have already committed their students in law clinics to help prevent evictions. And presidents of several major legal organizations, including the Legal Services Cor- Corporation, the American Bar Association, and the National Housing Law Project have joined the commitment to immediate action. And on Thursday, we will join a nationwide emergency rental system program training held by the Association of Pro Bono Counsel and Law Firm uh, Anti-Racism Alliance as part of our all...
3: So there you go. There is the, uh, the Jen talking, saying that we're using all of these highbrow, all these lawyer types, all these mm-hmm. professors. What a... By the way, what a class warfare event this is.
4: Yeah, and this has unintended consequences, too, because um, this whole, like, war on landlords thing that's happening, even, I mean, first of all, the fact that Biden tried to do this with the CDC without trying to get Congress to pass some kind of law or something and just, you know, threw it to the Supreme Court, and now they're all sitting around acting like they're surprised that the Supreme Court rejected it, even though like that it's some evil republican Trump judge thing that they that they threw out this stupid eviction moratorium that they had no legal authority to do. They knew they had no legal authority to do. They acknowledged publicly they had no legal authority to do and and you know the court threw it out as was expected. The only thing that's shocking is that three justices didn't agree. That's that's the only thing that's astonishing and and partisan is that the the liberal justices were not on board with throwing this out Because it's so clearly illegal But I mean So now it's thrown out and now they're doing this They're still going after landlords And you have the left now whining About um, The the proliferation for example and There was a big viral tweet About this uh, this weekend About somebody complaining that uh, A landlord wanted six months In advance to rent An apartment <coughs> But why do they think that is? They're like, see, nobody likes landlords. They're asking for six months in advance. How ridiculous is that? Like, yeah, because they're not going to be able to evict you if you don't pay. So they want to make sure that they get at least six months out of you if they're going to let you move in. Because there's no guarantees. Because you could not pay. You could, if you put down first and last, you could not pay another month of rent and they'll be out of luck.
3: Right. Because landlords... We're not talking to Leona Helmsley and Donald Trump here. These are people, working people.
4: Right. This is people, a lot of people do this, uh, you know, as a retirement vehicle, basically buy a multifamily home and rent half of it or whatever, you know, use rental properties as a, as a way to, as a store of wealth, as a, you know, a plan for the future. Not, you know, they're not getting rich, but they're using the rental income to pay the mortgage so that they're saving up money. And you know, but the left doesn't like that they do that. They have a moral problem with people using housing as a retirement vehicle because they believe that housing is a human right. Like, they believe that healthcare is a human right. And that means that anybody who's making money from providing that is evil. You know, so, I mean, they have, there's a, Legitimate, and you won't get the mainstream people like Biden to admit this openly, but the people on the far left, the more, like, socialist people, they, you know, like the AOCs and people like that, they absolutely will admit that they don't want people to be in the business of being landlords. You know, that's not what they want in society. They think that housing should be provided to everybody for free. So you can't have landlords if you do that. So, I I mean, but... The short-sightedness, and I just can't believe that they think that, you know, uh, socialism or whatever provides housing better than the free market does. I mean, thank goodness for the free market. If anything, the reason why there are problems in the housing market is because of, like, restrictive zoning and other things that are, you know, too restrictive of the free market. Those are the bigger problems than, uh, than, you know... It's not the free market that's ask, making landlords ask for six months' to rent up front. That's not the free market. That's that's from government interventions like the stupid eviction moratorium. And yeah, it's going to have that consequence. People aren't going to... Landlords aren't going to sit around and get screwed forever on this stuff. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the most insane, like you said, class warfare thing. And the fact that they're doing this and just digging down into this, like, it's not like the eviction moratorium that they said was not going to pass muster with the Supreme Court in advance of doing it. Uh, You know, when that got shot down by the Supreme Court, they didn't just go, oh, well, yeah, we knew that was a possibility. They are, like, they're acting outraged that exactly what they knew was going to happen, happened, and they're, like, looking for more ways to make it happen illegally. It's incredible. I just... I... On many, many fronts, I have never been more disappointed in the government of this country. It's really, um, they're really firing on all cylinders here in terms of just being terrible, being awful. You know, um, you know the federal government now is also going after um, the remaining states. So Ron DeSantis got shut down in court or at least paused in court for the COVID restrictions. Are you doing this Sorry, I'm just
3: watching you, uh, just watching. Shaq Brewster was just forced to defend himself from a crazy acting white man on Mississippi Live T V. He deserves hazard pay. It's just something Joy Reed put out there and I uh,
4: Oh, I think I might have even sent you that video. Because I figured it, oh wow, look at that. Because I figured that um You know, it was just it fit in with your theme from the other day of people attacking the weather people over hurricane coverage. Um, But I was going to say something before this. Oh, the mask mandate. The Biden administration is also going after the remaining whatever it is, like nine states like Utah and Tennessee and a couple others that um, that aren't from the state level down, like forcing kids to wear masks that are allowing parents to have an opt-out to let their kids send their kids to school without masks. The federal government's going after them and saying that they have to allow mask mandates in the schools with, without parents being able to opt out. So the federal government is coming in and telling parents they don't get a choice, even if their state wants to allow them to have a choice. So that's, I mean, for them to say that like Ron DeSantis is being heavy handed and authoritarian when he's coming in to try and give parents a choice and then they come in and demand from the Joe Biden from the federal government level comes in and demands that every kid wears a mask. And that's not authoritarian and heavy handed. I mean, like it's like backwards, crazy town clown world. Like it just doesn't make any sense there. It's everything is stupid now. Everything is the worst <clears throat> possible stupid thing position that everybody can take they're just like digging into now and defending it
3: it is remarkable it is remarkable because there's not a policy position that this administration nothing they're doing now using the executive i just don't see why doesn't he try to abolish the filibuster
4: well he needs mansion and cinema to do that
3: why wouldn't he try well i
4: mean i'm sure i'm sure he'd love to i'm sure he'd love to But, you know, there's still those two people left there. I just, I mean, it's so disappointing on all levels, all this stuff. Uh, Like I said, I mean, like, hopefully this country makes it to 2022 and hopefully the Republicans will take back and block, take back Congress and block some of this stuff. But I mean, come on, this is just incredible. And, you know, there have been some features now of Breyer that he might be stepping down soon. Um, you know, because he has said in interviews now that that the the partisan makeup of the court is like one of his considerations for when he'll retire. So he's got to be looking at that Senate right now and at Biden right now and saying, like, I don't know if I have time past 2022 to to, to retire and guarantee a Democratic president gets to put in my successor. Because, I, you know, it if. They don't hold on to all those Senate seats till 2022 or if, God forbid, something happens to Biden and Kamala steps up to take the role like then they lose that extra vote in the Senate. You know, it's it's a precarious situation if they're worried about the Supreme Court like it's already 6-3 Anthony Blinken is two
3: hours for, late for his prepared remarks, and he is taking a victory lap now. He is now speaking and taking a victory lap.
4: Good for him. Good for him. I mean, it's a historic achievement, I guess.
1: Eighteen days ago, the United States and our allies began our evacuation not and relocation like an operation an in Kabul. As you just heard from the Pentagon, a few hours ago, that operation was completed. More than 123,000 people have been safely flown out of Afghanistan. Oh.
4: How many more American citizens, Anthony?
1: 6,000 American citizens. This has been a massive military, diplomatic, and humanitarian undertaking. One of the most difficult in our nation's history. And an extraordinary feat of logistics and coordination under some of the most challenging circumstances imaginable.
3: Oh, man, his facial figures, his facial um, messaging is not... It is a man uh, who, it is, he looks like Judas looked in the last few minutes. I'll say that about that. How about that? Oh, man. Let me pop in a blankie for a second here. See if somebody gets to ask him a question. See what his audacity to say.
1: Can you imagine being... God We're trying to determine exactly how many. Left We're going behind. through manifests and calling and texting through our lists. And we'll have more details to share.
3: Imagine we found out exactly how many before we left. Hmm. On the thirty first. I'm sorry, the thirtieth, but we have to leave the thirty-first cause the Taliban are a little bit ahead of us and we don't want to piss them off because they're you know, they own us, I guess.
4: Apparently Mackenzie called them our generous host to nation today.
1: Many are dual citizen Americans with deep roots and extended families in Afghanistan who've resided there for many years. Oh
3: wait a second. Are we saying it's okay if we left them? They have deep roots there, guys.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Come on. Continues. The protection and welfare of Americans abroad remains the State Department's most vital and enduring mission. Just
3: drop that line. Just I know it's there and it's boilerplate. Just drop that effing line and don't insult everybody. That remains their most their most uh, the biggest. If priority. that's their
4: most important mission, I don't want to know how they're doing on the rest of whatever it is they're supposed to be oh, doing. Man. Because if that's number one, and we just all watch them do the job they did with that i, I don't want to think about what's so next down there. on the list
1: we will keep working to help them mm-hmm. our commitment to them has no deadline third we will hold. but it did have a deadline as a matter
3: of fact well, well how about our commitment to get them on a plane ticket how about that on a yeah plane. we didn't
4: even we couldn't even not only did it have a deadline but it had a border around an airport right. that we but didn't you know even we didn't even cross the wall of the airport to go get them that's no. how limited our commitment was what to has a the
3: deadline is um their time remaining alive because the taliban decides that <sighs> Reason
1: there may be end quote more than half the world's countries have joined us in insisting that the taliban let people travel outside afghanistan freely as of today more than 100 countries have said that they expect the Taliban to honor travel authorizations by our countries. Where were they on hanging people just from a few helicopters? Short hours ago, yeah,
3: is that
4: part of the, United the, Nations the Security Human Council Rights passed
1: a resolution, resolution that enshrines that responsibility? Oh, God. Laying the groundwork to hold the Taliban accountable if they renege. So the international chorus on this is strong. How will we hold them accountable since we're
4: not going to put troops in there? The that.
3: international chorus is strong. Yeah, it's strong.
1: Visa holders at risk Afghans. Fourth, we will work to secure their safe passage. This morning, I met with the foreign ministers of all the G7 countries the United Kingdom, France, Germany, Canada, Italy, Japan.
4: Let That's me guess as Qatar, they think we're doing Turkey, a
1: great job.: The European Union and the Secretary General of NATO. We discussed how we will work together to facilitate safe travel out of Afghanistan, including by reopening Kabul's civilian airport as soon as possible. And we very much appreciate the efforts of Qatar and Turkey, in particular, to make this happen. This would enable a small number of daily charter flights, which is a key for anyone who wants. You
3: wretched bastard! God, can we talk about something else? This is this guy. I don't know.
4: Uh, do you want to hear a uh, fun and happy story?
3: Yes, please.
4: Um, Deb Holland, our Secretary of the Interior. Got married. Oh, good. Um, and uh, Elizabeth Warren was in attendance. The wedding was in New Mexico. Oh, it was indoors. Uh, where New Mexico has an indoor mask mandate, and uh, they did. Not, in fact, wear masks
3: indoors. What? You don't say. Wedding. I don't understand that. The deadly mm-hmm. coronavirus. Delta is coming. And we let our guard down. Well,
4: the Secretary of Interior is getting married, honey. That's a, more important than like COVID Is she a first of something? Interior. Should I know? She's the first Native American se- oh female Secretary of the Interior. So.
3: Wow, that is important. The first one. Wow, that's great. That's great. And,
4: uh, you know... Her fellow Native American, Liz Warren, obviously, they're both first in their way. I think... I'm pretty sure Liz Warren is the first Native American senator from Massachusetts, correct?
3: Yes. So, you know, well, they actually, share that bond. The, and the, maybe yeah, maybe Native American Americans
4: have a religious exemption from oh. wearing masks indoors or something. I don't know. But anyway... That reminds me... Congratulations you... to Deb Holland.
3: Speaking of that, by the way, <laughs> you saw that the, the um, Boston Athletic Association apologize to indigenous peoples today?
4: Oh, well, thank goodness. What did, what did they do? they're
3: holding the marathon on October 11th, Indigenous People's Day. Oh. They apologize <laughs> Famously, today.
4: Famously Indigenous exactly. People's it, Day. Exactly. It's also
3: going to be racist. It's Columbus Day. But so they apologize today for holding if the marathon. If I were
4: an Indigenous people, by mm. the way, I would be pretty insulted that... They just made Columbus Day indigenous people Day. Well, that they don't have years? like their own day. What do you they do if you're repurpose? a woman in
3: a few years and um oh and somebody of your indigenous gender does not win the marathon because a dude named Buck is running as a woman? Does that count? Do you get anything if, they, if, if, if you're that? These people suck. The marathon sucks. F them. Mm-hmm. F people who watch the marathon, F people who run on the marathon. I like the marathon. No, it's over now. We're not after this, it's over. F it. F Boston Strong's t-shirts. I'm sick of them. All, these people these f- freaking pieces of crap who are saying, "We're sorry for indigenous people's day." F any b- indigenous peoples who were uh, who had their How feelings hurt. just saying sorry, the indigenous enough. peoples. The day they said I could have because Columbus had one before. They who the freak even thinks like that? Nobody really thinks like that unless somebody's a professional pain in the ass. That's it. That's the only thing. Nobody has that time. Indigenous People's Day. F all of the people involved in all this. I'm so sick of it. And you know what else? Mm-hmm. Today, when uh, me and Jimmy and my son were in, were um, those two were looking for a geocache thing. So I was on the side of the road just uh, checking social media it's an hour and a half ago or whatever. Twice people drove by me coming the other way and since I was kind of in the side of the road, but a little bit, they had to go a little out of their way to go around me. Twice they were looking at me closely. They could see that I was on my phone. It just gave me a look. I first did the high look, the, and then the high look, and the first person, the guy, looked at me. Mm-hmm. then a lady came, and she drove past me, and she went really slow. And I did the high look, and she just looked at me, and I gave her the finger. And I, you know what? <laughs>
4: you did not. You yes, did? Yes, I did.
3: Yes, I did. Why would this you do that? No more. Don't antagonize no more.
4: Tom people. is, no,
3: I'm done. You're going to do I'm that done. to the wrong person no, sometime. No, I'm done. I'm, I don't care. What's going to happen? I was going to shoot me in the head. I'll be thrilled. <laughs> I am done. I I'm won't the, be thrilled. I I am no longer going to be the guy who tries to be nice in a little bit and then you're a hole for it? No. I am Mr. Finger this year. And you're going to be and they're going to be like, "Oh, I want to judge him a little bit because I think he might have been t- <gasps> he's giving me the finger. That's right, I am. I don't care." <laughs> Is
4: that what's going to happen in the next person who I stops didn't... when you're on your bike to ask if you're okay? No, so those
3: days are over. I didn't tell you. The other day, I actually I tried this out for the, for the first time in a while because somebody was looking at me. And it had a kind of a crappy look. She was walking on the side of the road, and I was driving slowly. And the whole way, she's like doing the—you don't have to go that fast. Look while she's doing it. And I got close to her, and I flipped her the bird, Alice. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I don't care anymore. It's over. The country's gone to hell. I think you'll everybody feel sucks. better if you let like go of of the rage. Suck these people. Suck indigenous people. they people suck. The people who have a problem with it suck. I'm sick of it. The only people who don't suck are uh, the shad heads. And the burn barrelers and what else we call them
4: brigadiers, barrel what? rollers. What's a brigadier? There's burn barrel brigadiers. That's okay. one of our patrons. Oh, that's
3: different. Okay, okay. barrel rollers, of course. Th- those people are great. Is that you guys listening? It's all of us together. Other than that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I- I'm I'm done. I'm done. This the the they've managed to stamp the fun and goodness out of the world. Well, Not look you at guys, it this you guys. You guys are great. Everybody I'm going to give you
4: something to be grateful for, honey, because. Um,
3: think- I'm, by the way, also thinking of getting into big, mm-hmm. big-time hardcore drugs. <laughs>
4: okay. Um, so, thank goodness for small favors. At least you don't go to Amherst College.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay? So, not only... Alice,
3: don't say something that's going to make me stay up all night putting together <laughs> Molotov cocktails. <laughs> oh. I,
4: don't, I don't think this will. I don't think this will, but... Um, Maybe this will make you chuckle. I don't know.
3: I'm not in a chuckling (laughs) mood today. Okay.
4: Um, So Amherst College, first of all, like many colleges and universities, they've required uh, vaccinations for everybody coming back to campus. They've been very strict about it. All the students have to be vaccinated. All the staff has to be vaccinated. Everybody coming onto that campus this fall is vaccinated. Okay. But the Delta variant is still out there. So they've had to add some additional precautions. Are you ready for this? Um, They're they're only putting these in effect for now until September 13th. So for the first two and a half weeks of the, the semester. And then they're going to make an evaluation at that time, whether they need to continue this or not. So bear in mind, this is a fully vaccinated campus. The restrictions that will be in effect until September 13th will be indoor double mask mandates. So, indoors, you have to wear two masks, two COVID tests upon arrival, you have to be tested bi-weekly thereafter, limits on indoor gathering sizes, off-campus travel restrictions, and the elimination of in-person dining services. The restrictions were put into place August 24th and represented an increase from the rules outlined in their previous <laughs> announcement. So I'm sorry if any of our listeners are stuck at Amherst College. I know some of our listeners just arrived at their college campuses for the fall. I'm sorry for you because that's really I mean, like that's that's advanced an indoor double mask requirement, gathering sizes and everybody's fully vaccinated. No in-person dining. I mean, like, did you sign up for college or prison? I don't, even, I don't know how is much Amherst College else? costs now, but I At think least it's a lot. prison is
3: real. You are actually can be a victim actually in prison. Uh, when you tell us, don't say... Talk to our listeners in the first person. Don't say any of our listeners. They're any right of here. you
4: They're right out there. there listening.
3: Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know what else you want to do here. Uh, I, wanna, I don't know what you want to do. I have hit rock bottom. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's rock bottom. I am... <sighs> Why are we not drinking now, exactly? We're
4: not drinking because, uh, well, I'm not drinking because I want to lose weight. But I don't know about you. What
3: do you think I'm not drinking for?
4: (laughs) I don't know. What, because my weight has hit
3: my (laughs) goals?
4: So that your liver doesn't
3: give up on you? (laughs) That is long gone, Alice. I have no organs. All of those are gone. So,
4: but if you think Tom's angry on the show, he's like this all the time, too. So this morning, so I had used the studio this past weekend to record um, two episodes of Murder on the Millennial Express for my sister and and her roommate, Caroline. And so I had, like, moved some things around. So I had to come back in, like, put everything back the way it was, plug all the things back in the way Tom had it so he could do his real job this morning. So... Immediately there was a distress call, and of course this happened. He has to be on air at ten a.m., so he didn't like check to see if anything worked until about uh, nine fifty-eight a.m. So at nine fifty-eight, I get the distress call. He's like, "I can't hear myself. Is this plugged in?" And he's like tapping the mic, and I don't hear anything in the headphones. So I'm like checking connections. Finally, I go, "Tom, do you have the right headphones on?" And of course he was just wearing the wrong headphones and yelling at me for no reason. So, All right, guys, this it is has my been a burden. good ride
3: for me. Sayonara. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you. You can't turn off my mic when I'm going to do, as Jane says on her show, the social needs. But um, we are on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We're at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Burn Barrel Podcast on Gab and parlor We are also... Uh, Tom Shattuck and Alice Shattuck on Twitter you can send us an email podcast at gmail.com burnbarrelpodcast.com leave an Apple Podcast review leave a comment on YouTube smash the subscribe button all the things that I'm supposed to say at the end of shows